Welcome to another episode of Spock Sports Show, sponsored locally through Barbary Law Firm. It's a look at everything sports here in the mid-Michigan area. And now, here's your host, Chris Spock. Chris Spockman with you, another Spock Sports Show. We'll call this one of our way too early football previews because the Tigers aren't worth talking about. You know, it's it's that time of year, but it's high school football is right around the corner. So I'm sitting down with Jason McIntyre, the AD and football coach here at Mount Pleasant High School. Coach, how's the summer been going? It's good. Um, it's uh, a lot different than last summer where I was freaking out about a new job and uh, swimming in new ideas and, you know, do something for 20 years and you're trying to figure out something's new. So I'm, uh, it's been a little smoother this summer. I, I kind of know what I'm supposed to be doing when I walk in the office. So um, so I'm looking forward to hopefully a little smoother smoother fall. Yep, and starting August 1st, kind of up until our first high school football game on August 24th, I'm going to kind of do a little talk about some of the big players coming back for the last couple of years with you guys, Beale City and Sacred Heart Academy, and you got a big list, so I figure we better, we better start with you, and I mean, we're just going to kind of run through all these names. Some of them you heard a lot last year, some of them you started hearing more towards the end of the year, but... The list like this coming back, Scott, got to make you smile a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, summer's been really good in terms of our senior leadership, and, and we're just ahead a little bit in terms of installing stuff because there's so much experience there. Um, obviously, uh, you'll have places on your team where you have new guys and, and you're lacking experience, but we sure heck have a lot of experience at a lot of spots. Yeah, and it's like I said, the last few years, you know, we look at what you're graduating, it's like, man, it's a great graduating class going out, and it's like, man, you got a, still got a lot coming back. And I think that's the good part about being a Division three, a bigger school. you got you know a bigger talent pool to choose from, but also makes it more difficult with those games and stuff like that. It's more important to have those big players. And let's start with the guy that, you know, I think he was number 10 in the state. They were talking about coming back this year. He's committed to Michigan State University. He's going to be a three-year starter for you. I asked whether sports he was playing. He said he's graduating early to go to Michigan State to be a part of that football team. Talk a little bit about A.J. Dennis. Yeah, um, I mean, I think a lot of things have been said about AJ that is true and and um, you know tremendous leader um, lots of experience in our football program both as you know a youngster around his dad who's a coach and um, and you know a three-year starter for us um, I think the thing that I've been most impressed with AJ in this year since last year is um, the improvement he's made uh, strength and conditioning wise in the weight room so I think he's gotten to that I think at this point last year he was a division one athlete maybe with like division two strength but now I think he's a Division One athlete with Division One strength and agility, and um, so uh, yeah. So we're I'm excited to see him on the football field and see what he can do. Um, and and I think like for a lot of seniors, things will just you know come natural to you. You've done it so much, and but his leadership has been really um, really the key thing to our program. He's been a tremendous leader for us. And he's somebody that he would have been just fine if he didn't get that strength this year. A lot of guys probably wait till they get to college to realize, oh, man, I got to. But he realized it going into his senior year. That's going to help you guys big time. That's going to help him a ton going forward. Yep. Yep, for sure. And it, it and he brought a lot of guys along with him, which, like I said, it wasn't like he went off and said, all right, here's what I got to do to go play at Michigan State. So I'm going to go do it on my own. He brought a lot of guys along with him, which um, is going to help us out as well. Yeah, but now the other, I guess, D1 commit that I know of right now, uh, Logan Barodichuk committed to go to Central Michigan University. Uh, has some injury issues, I know, with the knee and stuff like that. What's what's How's he coming back, and what's it going to be like to have him as a senior? Yeah, yeah, Logan is um, – I think it's funny to say this, but I think he'll tell you too that the injury in terms of football may, may benefit him a little bit in the sense of he's had to sit back and coach um, all summer. Um, he's had to sit back and see things through my lens a little bit. Um, we've done a lot of film. We've done a lot of things like that. And um, I think uh, like 
he's now so he's back to where he can start throwing the ball he's done some seven on sevens you know he should be good to go we're, we're planning on him being ready to go for the season but in the last couple seven on sevens he's looked really good because um he just said hey th- things are just I can see them. I don't have to think about them. They're just, I see it. It's, it just pops in my head much faster. And so, um, yeah, I mean, another guy, like, like I said with AJ in terms of leadership, um, uh, very, you know, he's a competitor. That's like we, between his family and me and the doctors, we all knew we were going to have to put a leash on him, you know, to keep him to stick to his rules with his recovery. Cause you know, he'd go out and play nose guard right now for us. If if we, if (laughs) if we, if he let, they let, we let us. So, so great competitor. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm. Obviously, it's nice when you got a kid who's virtually. I mean, he's not a three-year starter, but he had three years of RC experience. And you know, anytime you return a quarterback, um, that that's really helps you on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, and go to a lot of other places. I mean, you guys went undefeated, Ryan's senior year. You go to a lot of other places. Probably would have been a three-year starter, but he actually had to sit back and kind of wait his turn, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, and, and that's good too. Yep. A lot, a lot you learn from that, you know. And so, um, and you look at the history of our program, and we've had a returner at quarterback. Um, whether it was Ryan or Ostrowski or um, Ryan Elliott back in the – I mean, those senior years are usually pretty good for them because um, it, it's just different when you've done it once. Yeah. Yep, and I think, you know, the other big name that I think of, because he's been a three-year – well, I guess a couple of guys have been three-year starters that we're getting to here, but Cal Kowalik. He might be the name that people don't talk about as much as A.J. and Logan, but I think you and I would both agree he's, he's right there, isn't he? Yeah. Um, Cal is completely different than the other two in the sense that, you know, he he got dropped off to us from 1975. You know what I mean? If he could wear wear a neck roll and have the old big mesh jerseys, you know, where you could see the shoulder pads underneath and they were cut off at the belly. But, I mean, in no shirt underneath, that would be Cal. He would love it, you know. In fact, he refuses to wear the new style helmets because he just doesn't – he likes the old buckle strap. So, we we, we got him all suited up in the the helmet that's, you know. um, But, yeah, he – he, he is, I love coaching him and he's our emotional leader. Unlike the other two are kind of our, uh, our, have a little bit more of a different type of leadership. He's our emotional leader. Um, he also is the one that has really improved strength wise. I mean, he's just tough as nails and wants to get after you. And now he's got some strength to go with it. So, and don't be surprised because we, we have, um, we're going to do some different things with Cal because, with our offensive line being deep and, and returning quite a few, it gives us the freedom to maybe move him around at like a fullback position or a, you know. A, Sean Fitzgerald did yep, that several yep, years yep, ago with yep. you guys. So it gives us use his, you know, athleticism and his, I guess, his little orneriness uh, in multiple ways. And you got me thinking, you know, there's going to be some defensive backs you guys go up against the size of me on that sweet play when he's the fullback yep, coming out yep. at a guy like me. It's good. Well, I know I'm going to be going low. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's and, the only and Cal's only going to have one thing on his mind when he's coming around that corner. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it, it's uh, um, those are the types of things we think about in the offseason as coaches, and and um, he is uh, he's been a, he's just a great young man too. So all three of I mean all these guys on this list are really quality people as well. Yeah, well, and then Tyler Hutchins would probably be talking about in the same light as those three if he didn't get injured last year and didn't carry the ball a bunch of the backfield. But he was a starter in the defensive backfield as a sophomore, and I know when I see an underclassman in the defensive backfield with you. That really says something, not just about their athleticism, but their intelligence, yep. too. And so, like I said, he, he could have been one of those 1,000-yard guys last year, and we'll talk about the guy who you know was able to fill those shoes and step right in after him. But uh, what's it like having him back three-year starter for you guys? Yeah, um, I, for those that have followed us the last couple of years, I, I, 
what I think what uh, his job is going to be is to fill Humphrey's shoes, like just kind of position wise and do the same. You know, it's really hard to do the things Max did, but yeah. but um, he's going to uh, take on those kind of roles for us. Um, be kind of a hybrid for us on offense, uh, back receiver, kind of move around. Um, be that outside linebacker on our strong side uh, and right. defense. Probably move him down the box a little bit. You know, he's been a safety for us, but so he's going to be. I imagine he's going to be trying to get in the backfield a lot for you guys. Yeah, we're going to do different things with him. You know, he like I said, a lot of what you saw with Max, um, and so. So, um, you know, he's, he's had a good summer and he's, uh, he, he's another one of those competitive, uh, and kind of quiet, but, uh, you know, he gets ornery when things don't go his way. And, and so <laughs> that's, uh, that's good in football sometimes. And so he, um, uh, yeah, I, I think, I think Hutch could have a real good year for us and do a lot of different things for us. Yeah. But now moving on to Caleb Newbecker, who every time, whether it was Scooter, Aiden Klein, Logan Barotichuk, A.J. Dennis, when I asked people about, you know, the MVP of last year, you know, who was that guy? Everybody brought up Caleb because you thought you had, you know, Max, Tyler Hutchins, like, boom, there's a great one, too. Tyler goes down. He's still got a great number one, but you always got to have at least two, three, four, five running backs isn't bad to have in high school football. I, did, did you expect him to do what he did last year? Well, all I know of this, this is what I remember last year, is Every single day of like team camp and two a days, I kept saying to coaches after I'm like, we got to find a spot for Newbecker. We just like we you know we didn't know much about him. He he was hurt his sophomore year yep. football. Didn't play JV football. He had a baseball injury and 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 um, broken ankle. Didn't play and I just kept saying we got to find a spot. You know I mean he he goes hard. He wants to be on the field. Um, and so it, he started on defense. The Kalamazoo Central game we were playing him on defense. Um, because we had Max Humphrey right. I mean, and then he just I mean his vision was really good every time he ran the ball. And when we go live and we're like. Man, we got to start maybe getting the ball a little bit. So we started mixing him in with Max to give him a break with Max, and and then when Max got hurt, um, it fell on Caleb and Hutch and other guys to do things. And and I think you just saw. I think the thing with Caleb, he's got really good vision and, and good feet, lateral quickness, and um, and he's tough. So um, yeah, it makes those things. It makes for a good back. Yeah, I remember. I think it was middle of the year last year. You and Brett Heibel kind of both pointed it out to me that he started hitting the hole. Just so, just so much faster, and he can dance around anybody if he's got that one-on-one option. But he started to wait till five, ten yards downfield to yep. do some of that stuff. And man, he really turned into not just a great running back, but a big playback. You know, one of those. You knew Max last year; you could hand him the football, and with his speed, he could go seventy at any point. Well, now with Caleb, with his speed and his moves, if you get him in that one-on-one situation, it's a nightmare for that defensive back or linebacker. Yeah, I think we we have a, and we're gonna talk about another one here in a minute. I think, but we've got a handful of backs this year that I think uh, you're gonna see us do some things where we use all of them at different times um we'll be a lot different looking offense than we were last year I think yep. and let's just talk about one of those other guys Johnny Rubio who I talked to you about a bunch last year said man he's becoming one of my favorite players and he told me they call him Johnny Rock and I said that that's my dude right there yeah, and yep. you know I think he had the the uh fumble recovery on the kickoff up in Traverse City and very similar to Caleb you towards the end of the year it was just like man how else can we fit this guy into a role yep same thing one of those guys where you're saying you know as a coach, you're, you you want you want your best eleven on the field, um, but they have to understand their assignments, their responsibilities. And you got to get them coached up, especially when they're young. And so, um, but as the year goes on, you just keep going. This kid makes plays. We got to find a way to get him. So how can? And I think this is what's important to be successful as a coach in high school. It's like how can I take what he understands and what he does well and use that advantage 
for us and him, you know, and so that's what we tried to do with him. We tried, you know, you saw us bring him off the edge at times. You saw him do things where, because he plays really hard, he's fast, he's tough, um, he can make tackles. Um, but now I think I think you see him play a role offensively as well. Um, you know, I think we could be a three, four, or five-headed monster in terms of, I don't think we'll have a, I really don't think we'll have a 1,500-yard back or, a tw- you know, I think. Well, for good reason. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think you could see a lot of guys with 600 yards, you know. I'll use mean? Beale City as an example. You know, they go into the playoffs and the opposing coaches are looking at the stats and like, well, this guy's, wait, wait what? Who's their number one running back? Yep, you would yep. love to have people yep. thinking that with you guys. Yeah, I was like, I think Max Humphrey's junior year, he was all-state running back. I don't think he was our leading rusher. Yep. I think Corey Davis was. Yep. But, like, you know, it's like he didn't have to make carries, but, you know, it's just, yeah. So so it, it'll be interesting to see. Um, but, yeah, Johnny, Johnny is, um, you know, he's a senior now, and so – I just like coaching seniors. They just it, they pick up on things a little quicker. Well, they like I said they've been around the program. They get it. And I remember there's a couple times last year where it's him and Grant Stahl both in the backfield, and then I go talk to him after the game, and they're not much bigger than me. And it just he just talks about their toughness yeah. that they're able to go down there in the defensive line in in the second off alley in the D three playoffs. Now Logan Zenneberg, another senior, and he was I believe you know him and Marcus that we're going to talk about next. These are another two guys that just their roles just kind of continued to build as the year went on. Yeah, Logan's got a great story. I mean, you talk about a quiet hard worker just doesn't complain about anything shows up every day goes to work um he came in I, I used his I was talking to the guys about his story the other day like he came in the season not a starter like he ended up our leading tackler he was a leading tackler on our team last year and probably had the, the like I told you he had the play that won us the Valley Championship against Trevor City Central on fourth down where he came off the edge and, and, and he literally oh he man. literally sacrificed his body to make that play and um so like he He's a great story because um, he that experience, like when Hutch went down and you know things like that, and he had to step in at safety. Um, the experience he gained there, now he's a leader back there. Now it's just second nature to him, and um, and now he has the confidence to go with it. And so, um, yeah, he that that gave us the opportunity to now move Hutch down into more of an outside linebacker role because we have him back there to work with. So. Yeah, but now Ed Molino, another one of the guys on the line. It, I, I, I don't remember if he was a starter going into to, – actually, pardon me, Marcus Castellano. I already checked him off there because I mentioned his name after uh, Logan. But Marcus, another one of those guys, I believe he – I'm going to keep saying it, but you couldn't keep him off the field as the year went on. Yeah, and Marcus joined us a little late. Um, you know, he, he – Mar, Marcus is a tremendous baseball player. Um, and um, he got injured in football his JV year, and that cost him – um, some baseball time. So I think he had a lot of hesitation in playing as a junior, worried that that would cost him his junior baseball, which is when you're first year on varsity. And I, you know, when I was younger, that stuff would have bothered me as a coach, but I, I saw it through his lens and understood it, right? Like Max this past year, Max Humphrey, yep. he had the collarbone injury. He was yep. still able to play, but you would have understood, you know, you'd have yep. been bummed. But yeah. senior year, if he says, I got to, you know, got to yep. do the- you, you, you kind of have to see it through their lens. And so, but I, but like a lot of kids, you know, I think he realized after, you know, watching his buddies run around against Midland in the first home game or whatever, they, you know, it's like, man, this is, I'm pretty good at this. I like doing this. These are my, my, my guys out there. I, I, Coach Mac, what do you think? I said, well, listen, we've done a lot of stuff and you haven't been around. So that you got to follow the same rules or belts. You're going to come out, you're going to practice, you're going to sit two weeks. I said, because, you know, that's what Air Belts does. They practice two weeks before they play. So regardless of, you know, so he did, and he picked up on things. And then I think it was the Traverse City Central game was his first game, and he was a deer in headlights out there making a lot of mistakes but running around playing really hard. And he just kept getting better and better. And he he was able to take over as our Mike linebacker at the end of the year. And um, he he's just one of the most competitive kids. I mean, he I don't care what we're playing, he, you know, sometimes you have to calm him down. You're like, yeah. you're like Marcus, it's just – 
paper rock scissors, man. You know, like <laughs> it's, it's July thirteenth, like, fifteen, yeah. man. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, but yeah, he's uh, he, he's he's a perfect kid. He's going to play some tight end. He's going to play some linebacker for us, and um, we're we're excited to have him back. Yeah, now moving kind of into the line, we talked about A.J. Dennis, Cal Kowalik, but Ed Malino, Brennan Bunker, two key guys that are coming back for you as well. Yeah, we're, we return, you know, um, you could say we have five starters back. I mean, Trevor Combs was another, you know, he'll be a senior that, that saw quite a few reps as a starter on the offensive line at times, um, depending on what our situation was with um, some of the seniors last year. But, yeah, I mean, so Ed, Ed – um, Ed was just kind of, I think personally, it was a confidence thing with him. He just, he didn't realize he was the, the dude he is, is kind of how I put it. It's like, he's big, he's strong. Um, he, he fed off a lot of AJ's. Like that, that, that's why I say, when you have a player like a Tyler Huneman, a Josh Shell, an Andrew Dennis, like it, other guys gravitate to that. And they, they can feed off and work with them, and they, they get better because of those players in your program. And Ed's an example of that, just being around um, guys who are dedicated to the position of offensive line and working on technique and all that. Um, but Ed is strong, and um, and we challenged him throughout the year last year to become more physical and like more tenacious, and he did. And I think there were day, games where we graded Ed out, and I'm like, he, he was our best offensive lineman that game. You know I mean? Just from a standpoint of like, you know, execution and, and doing things. So um, if, if Ed realizes that he, he's that guy, he could be a really, really good solid player for us this year again. Yeah. I'll talk about Brennan Bunker a little bit. Yeah. Same thing. Brennan, um, you know, we didn't know exactly who our center was. It was going to be a competition last year. And Brennan had been the center on the, um, on the JV team the year before. And um, I think with Brennan, Brennan just plays hard. He just, uh, he's, he's just a really, you always see him flying around, running, tired because he's going really hard and um he learned to understand the schemes and the concepts you know his center's got to kind of take control at times and do things and he and just last year you know it's kind of weird how high school football works last year we knew we were gonna be really strong at the skill and we were worried about our offensive line right because we knew we didn't have very many seniors on the line and we knew all these guys were gonna be juniors we had some returners and aj and cal and stuff um so we're like we gotta get the ball out right project's gotta get the scooter he's gotta get to clients yep. get max out of the backfield get, get get and as the year went along we got better up front we were able to run the ball a little more i didn't know how much we really, really run the ball and now this year you're going in the season going man we got all these linemen back we got back. we're gonna run the ball you know what i mean so um so yeah and brennan's a key part to that so for sure yep and now carter dole t- talk a little bit about him and he's a guy that i am very familiar with he didn't play a monster role in basketball last year but he was on the floor a ton for Dan Shell and he's I think he's a guy you know watching him in basketball the role you play and I imagine it's the same on the football field wherever you put him you can trust him yep he's very smart uh Carr is very intelligent and he understands things um and so we we need Carter. We need Carter to, to to play well this year. Um, you know, he he. A lot of guys. It's funny the thing as a varsity coach, you, you see so many guys who I think in their brain they still look at who they were as like an eighth grader in their head. You know, and you know, and so Carter still sees himself as that little wide receiver or whatever. But he's you know he's six foot six one. You know, one hundred and seventy five. I mean, he's a good looking yeah. kid. You know, strong kid. And so you know, I think we're trying to move him into safety. Um, where I think is a good fit for him um, with with his abilities and and especially in the middle of the field like we just talked about with his his headsiness and being able to communicate, uh, I think would be a good fit for him because he's always been a corner in the past. Um, and then uh, you know and then help us at the receiver court because we we obviously lost a lot of players there. Yeah, yeah, and I think he's going to be able to you know he talked about the leadership. 
he's going to be able to fill in that role. He saw what Scooter did last year. He saw what Aiden did last year. You know, with with a guy like Barodachuk, if you can run that 10-yard out, you're, you're probably going to be in pretty good shape. Yeah, and, and it's funny. We just went through a pretty long list of seniors, and this is the first time we talked about a receiver, right? I mean, like, that tells you a little bit about what we're, we're, what we're going to be working really hard on this year, right? The, the, the holes this year are going to be filling those wide receiver spots yeah. and defensive back spots. So. Yeah, and a lot of that's going to come down to, like, toughness, smarts, because a lot of it's going to be blocking. That's just yep. what happens in yep. high school football, and you guys were able to throw it around a lot last year and had the capability to do it with Barodachuk this year. Like I said, Bunker, Molino, Dennis, Kowalik. For you as a coach personally, you said you got four, you could say five guys coming back at the offensive line. How, how does that make you feel? Well, I mean, I was a quarterback. I was a wide receiver and I played DB in college. But man, I think for some reason my DNA is pretty, pretty like ground and pound. Like, oh yeah. Like I, I, I get pretty excited about about that stuff. So, so I get pretty fired up when I start playing with the notepad and I got yep. those guys as X's nose and, and I get, you know, and you talk about Rubio and Hutchins and, and Newbecker in the backfield. And I've joked with Brodachuk a whole bunch already about, about, can you hold a clipboard really good? I'm like, you know, I mean, like, can you, cause you know, if you, if you look good in a baseball game, clipboard, you can just, you can stand next to me during the game, write down all these run plays we're running. So, I mean, you know. You good with throwing it five times a game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so, and, and he would, Logan, that's why I said Logan's such a competitor. He would be totally fine with all those things. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I think we should be pretty, we should um, be able to run the ball. And, and you got to have good tight ends and you got Castellan and, um, with experience, and, and even though we're not talking about other guys like Brogan Parks, who was a sophomore oh, wow, on the varsity yeah. last year, right? He played some tight end. He's back. He can play tight end. Seth Delion was, is is going to be a senior who can play tight end. We didn't really have a tight end type kid last year until Marcus came along. So now we've got those bodies too, which I really like to have as those tight ends. So, um, yeah, I think you'll see us. We did a lot of things with the pass game last year where we – we use the pass game to be tricky and spread you out and do things. I think we're still going to use the pass game, but I think where we now manipulate you is in what we do with the run game. Yeah. Kind of like two years ago when Ryan was a senior and we had Corey and Max and a fairly experienced offensive line, and we were doing some single wing, and we were doing some this and doing that and going unbalanced and moving you around. I think we could be doing more of that. Yeah, but anybody who thinks it's going to be boring, you're still going to have a couple tricks up your sleeve up there in that run game, <laughs> yeah. aren't you? Yep, yep. Yeah, because that was one of the things you said to me. He says, we might be a little bit more boring, you know, this year than last year. I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, man, with the plays that you draw up, it, it, it never gets that way, yeah. especially when you guys go up against Midland Week 2. I know there's always going to be a, a couple uh, wrinkles in the schemes that could end up being the difference. And when you look ahead at that schedule, it, as always, it is tough. You know, like you said, you guys got Midland High Week 2. You got the team from Canada coming in Week 3, you know, ending it up with Midland Dow and Linton. Talk about the schedule a little bit. Yeah, um, it's always brutal. And and uh, and I'll be honest with you, I honestly think on paper, and I don't know a lot, that maybe the, one of the best teams on our schedule is Week 1 against Heritage. Right. Um, Heritage... Uh, coach Talon over there uh, has done a tremendous job. He's a young coach. He's in, I think, maybe his fourth year now. Um, so these are his guys um, in his program. Um, and they've just gotten better every year. They made the playoffs last year, lost in a high-scoring game. Um, but they returned a Division One wide receiver. which it was a D1 basketball player. Yep. It's a great athlete. And you talk about... Remember what, what our holes are, and we're trying to fix this year our corner, right? Like, yeah. So that's a big problem for us. Um, they return a three-year starter quarterback. They return um, a big, strong running back. They have skill at the secondary. Um, so, 
Uh, I think they're going to be a really tough opener. And they had success last year for the first time in a while, and I think that's a big, big part of it all. You know, yep. Farwell went eight and one, you know, or seven and two when they dropped down to eight man last year. Their feeling going into this year is going to be completely different, very similar for Saginaw Heritage. That makes yep. sense. If Absolutely. I, that. I mean, they'd be Grand Blank, I think. So, I mean, that's a confidence booster, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, um, yeah, and that that worries you because. There, you can imagine what their locker room signs look like right now, opening with Mount Pleasant, right? Like you can imagine, you know, their their conversations about Mount Pleasant, and so, um, yeah, that that we have got to be ready week one, and um, I think that's a really tough one for us. And then to come off of that with Midland, like you said, and then to come off of that with a uh, a powerhouse team in terms of Canadian football and and a team you know nothing about, yep. right? Um, yeah, and then the Traverse City. I mean, it's a gauntlet, right? It is, and so, um. The key to being successful in high school football is staying as healthy as you can stay because you have no control over that. Herm Edwards, the best ability is availability. <laughs> yep, yeah. yep, especially at the high school level, right? Because, you know, in college, the, the backup was all state. <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? Here, you know, nope. we, uh, we, yeah. So it's like we've we've got to stay healthy and we've got to develop the Logan Zennebergs. We've got to develop the guys who are ready to be that guy in case we need them. Um, without those kind of players, you can't survive the season. So that'll be what it comes down to. Um, and, you know, we can't control our schedule. We just have to be ready week in and week out to compete. Yeah, but with that, those D3 playoffs, you need that hard schedule because once you get there, it's going to be tougher than ever. Yep, yep. yep. All right, Coach Matt, thanks so much for joining Appreciate me. Appreciate it as Appreciate always, Chris. Thank you for listening to Spock Sports Show with Chris Bachman, sponsored locally through Barbary Law Firm. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views and opinions of Latitude Media. Our sponsors, affiliates, and My1043 or Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to mymichiganpodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.